Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin up in Harlem, New York City. We are here every single day with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for telling a friend. I am so appreciative of you guys being around because right now we have moved to daily. We are in a whole new world. I'm here for you. I'm here for you on YouTube. I'm here for you on the podcast apps, whatever you use. I'm here for you on Instagram. And all you got to do for the fair, fair price of telling a friend, telling a friend, tell, 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 telling a friend. That's all you got to do is tell a friend. That's all you got to do. Tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, and it, whoo, it feels good. It feels so good when you make it your Instagram story and tag me. Oh, it's it's as if I'm walking. Shelby, play me some meadowy music, Shelby. Hit the hit the meadowy music. I'm walking through a meadow. And I'm naked. That's that's what it feels like. I'm naked walking through a meadow uh, slowly. I walk slowly with my arms out. Just feeling, you know that scene in 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 um in in uh, the, the the movie the Gladiator when he's touching he's grazing the wheat in the field that's me I'm grazing the wheat and I'm naked and it's just those wheats the shorter ones are feathering my nuts just ooh, ooh feels so good when you make it your Instagram story because that is a passive way for you to tell up to 200 people most of you have 200 people on average. If you have 10, okay, sorry, you're a loser. If you have 200, you're around the average. If you have 1,000, you're probably a hot chick who uh, went to the beach once and did a photo shoot with their friends. Good for you. But that is a passive way to let a bunch of people know that you're listening to Papa J Train, the Wizard of Ha, the Sultan of Scream, the Quarantine Queen. Very excited about today's guest. Uh, we met a while back now, uh, um, almost a couple years, but I've always loved checking in with what he's doing, and he's a fantastic comedian and magician. Piff the Magic Dragon, thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Dude, this is such a pleasure. Are they just looking at my face the whole time? I'm looking right into your eyes. Deep, deep. I know deep. you are. I mean they, them, the oh, people watching it. The are audience. Yeah, are they looking at my face the whole time? The whole time. So they just saw me wrapped in admiration for your wheat, grass, naked they, wandering. They moment. saw you get taken to a different place. I was. I brought I was, you to a dream world that was the nut feathering. A better place. <laughs> a better place than here. We are deep. Now, listen, if you don't know Piff the Magic Dragon, I need you to know him, okay? I need you to go follow him on Instagram, at Piff the Magic Dragon. Go follow, go follow, go follow. He has a show, a residency in Vegas. That is like, to me, I got to say, that's the goal, right? Like, do you have that, like, like having the audience come to you? Like, oh, yeah, we'll best. do the show at my house. It's the best. It's the, yeah. But then, but then stupidly, uh, I want, you know, I want like, there's people in Vegas and they do the show and they do the same material they've done for like 20 years. Yeah. And they just do it. They, they play golf all day. They have dinner and then they go and do the show, go to bed. But, uh, and that's the way to live. But stupidly, uh, I've changed the show all the time. We tour like every week, so we do five days in Vegas, two days on the road. Um, so I'm you're hustling. Like, you're still you're 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 yeah. out there. You're doing it every night. I don't get any of the benefits from this sweet Las Vegas residency. Well, do like, you, I, I guess what aren't you working towards that? Don't you want to be like older Piff the Magic Dragon, where you do? Yeah, golf? I guess so. But the strip. But this, I already did it. I already yeah. have the residency. <laughs> yeah, you. So I'm you have the goal. The thing I already have. It makes yeah. no sense. I mean, you no. do a show seven nights a week. The when you do the residency in Vegas, it's two shows a night. Give a what? What you know? You're doing comedy and magic, and you have uh, you bring Mr. Piffles on stage. You got him right there. I love yeah. it. And, yeah, this, and, is, this is my dog. 
and a Vegas showgirl. Like it's a whole production. Yeah, it's a production show. So what? Well, what can you give? What are you? What would you? How would you explain the show to people? Like when they can go to Vegas? What's the experience like? So, um, uh, I hate magic. I hate it. I like three percent of magic. Okay. Which means if you like three percent of anything, you hate it. Sure. All right. There's no thing that you love, but you you go. I don't like ninety-seven percent. Yeah. But I love that. For anyway, I love three percent. Hate ninety-seven percent. So. Uh, it's kind of like me fighting the good fight for everyone who hates magic. If you hate magic, I like you. So Come it's like my the anti-magic show. Yes, but with magic. There's a lot of magic in the show. <laughs> there is. And uh, it's really good magic because um, uh, I sort of got adopted by Penn and Teller when I did their show in 2011. And um, they kind of adopted me and then started being like, hey, you know that magic you do? That's terrible. You've got to make it much better and much and much more magical. Like you got people people come to the show and they're like, Oh, I don't know how to do any of that shit. Whereas yeah. normally when you go and see a magician, at least some of them you're like, Oh, I kinda of get it. He's probably got like two girls or you know, sold his soul to the Satan or you know, whatever it is. Whatever. Uh, this show, people have no idea. They have no idea. And it's um How do you I've gone full circle. How do you now I hate my show? Well, I, I, it's all become, you're looking in the mirror crying before going on stage every night. Every night. That's I, the dream. I, how do you get involved with Penn and Teller? How does that relationship start? I mean, so for I those that this... don't know, you were, you were a finalist in America's Got Talent. You've been on the show twice. Right. Like, it's, it's... That was like my second coming. So America's Got Talent was, um, you know, this business is this. So sure. I start, well, it's my, kind of my... I started off as a regular magician. I was terrible. I was good at magic, but I was too grumpy. Okay. Bless you, bless you. Thank you, thank you. And I used to get fired everywhere because people were like, why are you such a dick? And I was like, I'm not. It's just my face. I've just got an English resting bitch face 24-7. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about this. This is the way I look. This is it. <laughs> so um, one day I went to a... We call them fancy dress parties, but you call them costume parties. Okay. I'm learning your language. I've been here long enough. And um, I said to my sister, have you got anything to wear? And she said, yeah, I got a dragon outfit under my bed. And I said, what? She said, yeah, I got a dragon outfit under my bed. You can borrow the dragon. I said, why do you have a dragon outfit under your bed? And then I decided to never ask that question again yeah. about my sister and move on. So... I wore this dragon outfit to this party. No one else was in costume. It was just me. Okay. They don't change. So she fucked with you? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think like enough people turned out without costume and then the rest of the people were close enough that they got the message. But I lived on the other side of London, which like New York is like an hour trek anywhere. Yeah. Or more. So I like trekked all the way over there in this dragon outfit. And so I was just like drinking red wine in the corner being like appropriately grumpy for once and my friend came up to me and she said hey you should do this in your act you should be puff the magic dragon i said wait i could be piff the magic dragon you might have heard of my older brother steve and i thought oh that's pretty good and at the time i was just doing all these soulless corporate magic gigs like somebody you know like some company has a product launch and i would be like illustrating their product with magic and stabbing myself in the eye in the corner it yeah. was brutal you know i did a lot of like magic i did a lot of gigs at restaurants so i'd go up to people and interrupt their nice meal imagine this you're out for a lovely meal with your sure. girlfriend or your friends some dickhead comes up to you pulls out a deck of cards and it's like showing it's like who wants to see that yeah we Nobody. were just we were just talking about our families i just mentioned that my mom passed away i, I don't want to pick a card yeah oh worse i well probably the same uh I went up to a company. I went up to a couple in this tiny Italian restaurant. It was tiny. It was like forty people at most. And I said, "Oh, good evening." Uh, and my opening line was, uh, "Good evening. Have you seen the magician?" And they would say, "No." And I would say, "Tada! I'm here." Hilarious. Oh, I like that. I. I but I was, like. A, here's what I. I do like a, a a magician that like you. There's a need for this disposition in the magician world. 
Like right. we've seen the guy with the cape that walks around. Right. Yes, you're welcome, everyone. I have just entertained you. You yes. do need the magician that goes, uh, you want to see a magician? Ta-da, you fucking idiot. Like, right, there's nobody for speaking for the people. Yes. There's no magician for the people. And that's So anyway, I walked up to this table. I said, you know, you want to see the magician? And this, and this guy slid back his seat and it was like a tile floor. So it went, <laughs> you know, super loudly. Yeah. And he stood up and he said, my wife has just asked me for a divorce. Do you really think I want to see a fucking card trick? And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then I was yeah. like, I'll go back to the bar. But what that meant was I would turn around because the restaurant was so small. So I just <laughs> turned around. Good luck with the, the divorce. Well, well, would you like to see a magic trick? Yeah. Oh my God. So, so, so how do you go? That. So you, you, you're doing that in restaurants and how do you go? And then your sister says, I have this dragon costume. And then all of a sudden, like, it was like, that's what clicked. Kind of. I did the first gig. And as soon as I did it, I was like, I knew inside. This is my future. Yeah. This is what I was born to do. I wasn't born to do much. Helping nobody. You know, nobody. healing nobody. Bringing nothing. Nothing good. But, uh -uh. but this. And I'm yeah. going to do it. You know, we've all got callings. And apparently this is mine. Listen, there's, it was th like, there's a thing where it's like, no, this is the road. Drive on it. Right. Yeah. I'm helping nobody. I'm, I'm, picking, up, I'm picking up no passengers. This is all... <laughs> Just benefits me, but you know what? That's the hand I've been dealt. So yeah, I did it for like a year, and because I'd like done like years of doing magic, and then I could do like the tricks, and I could be confident on stage. And then after about a year or so, I start having a good five minutes, a good ten minutes, and then I just started going to Edinburgh every year and doing hour-long shows, and so um, we and it just took off. We met in Vegas because I was working at the Comedy Cellar Vegas, and you were putting on a ping pong tournament. And yeah, I mean, tournament is a loose word because what I actually did was convince the hotel to make a huge trophy. It was literally like half the size of me. Yeah. Uh, to do a ping pong tournament. And then I rigged the rules so that I would win it. Yes. And then I won it. And I, I, I loved it. And I loved watching you with it. And I didn't. And I knew you from America's Got Talent. And then Des Bishop, who's a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. He know, yeah. I know him from Edinburgh. Yeah. And he knew you from Edinburgh. And he's like. And I was like, what's with Pitt? And he goes, this guy is like fantastic and has like a full act here. And it's like, this whole thing is like a real deal show. Like, like in my mind, when I saw you, and I don't mean this, people must think when you come up, I think it's part of like the allure of the Piff, you know, thing is, is that, oh, what's this going to be? And then you're good. But the idea is, when I walk out, I want people to think, surely, he has, surely this is going to be terrible. Yes. <laughs> surely. There's no way that he's dedicated his life yeah. to this and that he spends every single waking moment thinking about a dickhead dragon act. There's no way. Well, and, and yet, all I do is that. And, and so now, since then, I've like checked in with you and I, I'm a fan. So I, I do have to let you know that I, but it's, it's amazing where it's like, it's almost like you – and it's kind of a lesson. This is an advice-driven podcast. We're going to get to the emails, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. You can send yours in. But I, I do think it's a lesson for life where it's like the, the cheeseburger was the cheeseburger and then it found bacon. Right. You know, like you're like, I've seen a cheeseburger. Then someone's like, put some bacon on there. They're like, oh, holy and for shit. Me, I, I started way before that. I was the bread. Either with the man, you know, you and then kept I adding the layers. Yeah, I was, I was at sea, and I found the life raft. You know, I was drowning, and I clung on. Well, and I was I, like, <laughs> I definitely thought this was going to be five minutes. I thought this would be a funny five minutes, and then I kept getting ideas, and I got ideas, and I got ideas, and then it's just like never stopped. And there was a show, there was a TV show in the UK in 2011 called Pen and Teller Fallers, where you had to go on. And you had to, um, you had to like do a magic trick. I mean, they still have it now. They, they do a magic trick and they have to tell you whether they know how to do it or not. So the point is, is that um, they don't have to say whether you're good or bad. They, they, so that means they can say everyone's good. Okay. And um, so it sort of gets around the judging thing, but 
like all networks want a judging show. So it was like a good way for them to dodge a bullet. So I went on and um, I didn't fool them because I didn't give a shit. I was like, I'm going to go on, uh, you know, do some jokes, eat some food and leave. Yeah. So I didn't fool them. And I came off and I was like, oh, well, I'll just go back to what I was doing, which was like touring the country. So I left immediately. And then the next day I got a call saying, oh, Penn and Teller want to meet you. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm not around. Uh, I'd love to meet them, but I'm not around. I'm like in yeah. the other end of the country. And then like th- three months later, it came out and it just blew up. It was unbelievable. I was watching it, you know, because it was like the first time I was on TV. So I was like, I had a little like, it was me, uh, my, my, my friend, my girlfriend at the time. We sat around watching it and my phone just like, poof. It was just like text messages and emails, just like zoom, zoom, Was the show zoom, very popular? Zoom, zoom. It was like Saturday night uh, ITV, which is like your, which is like the NBC. I'm hit. familiar, yeah. It was crazy, and so that was like my first big break. And then um, from that, Penn and Teller both emailed me, and they they said, "Hey, we loved you. If there's anything we can do, uh, let us know." Now yeah. I know that. If you ever call Penn and Teller out, if they say something, they always stand by their word. That's like one of their things of like, no bullshit. So I was like, haha, even if you didn't really mean this, you've said it in, in written form. I'm going to print this and wear this as my new, as my new clothes. So um, I immediately just said yes. And every day would just ask them, you know, everything I possibly could. You and took then, them like, up on the offer. What's that? You took them off on the offer. So you basically, oh, yeah. you, you treated them as like Uncle Penn and Uncle Teller. Yes. Step, stepdad Penn and stepdad Teller. Love absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's amazing. I moved in. <laughs> I absolutely moved in. And Penn and I have become, uh, you know, they've got, you know, because Teller works almost uh, obsessively on the magic. Yeah. And Penn uh, thinks... I mean, they both think about the concept of what they do, but Penn is much more on the on the sort of um, uh, the framing and the and the words of everything. So, um, you know, I talked to Teller about magic stuff because Penn doesn't give a shit, uh, and I talked to Penn about everyday everyday stuff. And he's and Penn's now my one of my best friends in Vegas. It's crazy. That's amazing. I mean, what's it like in Vegas right now, considering everything's shut down? Like, is it weird, eerie? Is- it's a ghost town. Yeah. Do you remember, did you, I don't know whether you guys ever heard about this. In Europe, there was a volcano that went off. I do remember. It in Iceland. And all the planes stopped. Yeah. It's like that. It's like yeah. all the planes stopped for like, I don't know, a week or something. And everyone was like, why is the sky quiet? Where yeah. are the metal birds? Where are they gone? <laughs> and, uh, and, every, and in Vegas, it's kind of like, why are the roads? What, what's happening? And you know that casinos... Are going to be the first place to open. Of course, up. and and the fact that the fact they even closed is unbelievable. Like the fact like that if the casinos ago, are I, taking it seriously, we should all be like yeah. at attention. Yeah, we should all be digging our bunker. We should all be. <laughs> uh, yeah, and by the way, in an apocalypse, I want to be first out. That's my plan. It's always been my plan. Right. I want to be at the center of the. Uh, Women nuclear... and children and, and, and dragons. No, 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 no. No, the women and children are the ones who leave. I want to be in. I want to be in the oh. epicenter. Oh, you... I want to be gone. I want to be annihilated. Take I me out. Vaporize. You don't want to see no... the aftermath. There's no use for this in the future. <laughs> there's no use. You know, this is... Even now, there's really... I mean, use is such a... No, this is not viable in the apocalypse. There's nobody saying, God, we're down to our last three cans of food. If only there was some dickhead dragon to insult us right now. Bring in the guy in the dragon suit. I'm pumped to have you here. Okay, we're going to do some emails. You ready? I'm ready. Everyone go follow Piff at Piff the Magic Dragon. He's fantastic. When you get back to Vegas, you got to go to his show at the Flamingo. It's twice a night, uh, five days a week. He's touring the country. It's getting so good. I was just getting good at it. So this is we good. We're getting good. Ugh. Right when you're getting good, the world shuts down. Just, Am I yeah. overreacting? 
Dear J Train, feather, feather, I've told all my friends to listen, subscribe, and share. My boyfriend and I are long distance and we are self isolating in our respective coasts. Yesterday, he sent me a voice message coughing and sneezing. When I asked if he was okay, he said to me no and described all the symptoms of COVID 19. I was concerned and told him to do all the things health officials have been recommending after many frantic Google searches. Turns out he's fine. He pretended to have all those symptoms to see what, how I would react. He claims that if I was the one who had it, he would have fainted from shock. And when I called him out on how shitty it was to pretend to be sick with something so serious, he told me to lighten up. What the fuck, Jared? I'm not someone who takes myself seriously at all the time, but this crossed the line. I haven't responded to his, responded to his lighten up message because I'm just so mad. What do you think? Am I overreacting? Piff, do you have any thoughts? Well, first of all, like, if we get it, how old are you? I'm 35. How old do you think this breeder is? In their 20s. At, 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 no younger than 20, no older than 35. So they'll either be fine or dead, and there's really nothing in the middle. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so as soon as you get the symptoms... That part, that if it's your boyfriend or girlfriend, or whatever, that boy, your partner is either gonna be fine, yeah, or dead. Sure, like, those are the two options now. It's a binary solution. Yes. So yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know. Would you I, ever do this to someone? Is this like to me? This is this is bad. I I. I yeah, I I'm think, not convinced this is a good thing to do. No. Well, first of all, it's not a good test. No test is good. What relationship test is good? There's this no is, test. Piff, you nailed it on the head. No relationship should be dealing with tests. Nobody wants to date the Joker. Nobody right. wants to date. <laughs> walk, walk through door number three, and then maybe you'll start sneezing. Like, what the fuck is this? To me, this is a relationship. Right now, what this whole quarantine has done is it is like taking a magnifying glass to your you know when you get those mirrors where they it's like a magnified mirror and you can oh, see all yeah. your pores and you can see your pimples and you really see what your face looks like this quarantine this situation is that for relationships you are getting a magnified look at what you're dealing with and anyone that you would date that would be like oh let's see how they react to me oh, getting yeah. the disease that guy's a dick Hey, this is the advice. The guy's a dick. Break it up. I mean, what? What, what more? You gotta. You gotta seriously look at this relationship and look at the. And here's the thing: he is doing this for other things. It's not just the disease. He's doing this to test you on how much you like him, how much you trust him. And it's like if you don't have that via talking and the relationship as it stands, then you don't have a relationship. You know what? When I was very young, I w I went to my parents like. They still go to church all the time. So I was like going to church all the time. Mm. And one of the preachers, he said, hey, the first sign of madness is hairs growing out of the palm of your hand. And the second sign is looking for them. Because, uh, you know, as soon as he said the first line, everyone's like this. And I was like, you know, what? I was like, fuck you, guy. Hey, fuck <laughs> you. How about fuck you? And that tainted my whole yeah. relationship with it's, church it's like dude what do you want me to now question my own sanity i didn't come yeah, to church like, why did you do that i why came here for answers move? not that's more questions about, that's how i feel about relationship tests when yeah. somebody tests me my my girlfriend now we've been together five years she's never tested me I it's say, not a good I've never look. tested her we got we got real shit to do yeah you know we, we have real conversation jared you know she's out there with a shovel right now She's tunneling. She's nine feet down. And she's getting out of Vegas. Up. Yeah, you know, she's not, she's, uh, there's a lot of bodies on the way, but, you know, she's, she's working hard. J Train and, podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I'm not going to run out there and say, hey, this was all just a test. I yeah. just wanted to see whether you dig a bunker in the apocalypse. There's no COVID. We just haven't been going to work for a while. I just had uh, I just hired a bunch of actors to go on CNN and, and announce a breaking news just to fuck with you. Yeah. Yeah, I say and I'm 
I don't like this sort of thing of like, you know, in advice columns when it's like, well, I think you need to take a good look at, you know, inside and figure out for yourself what, no, no, just get rid of that dickhead. Get rid just, of that guy. He's out. No, no, no. This is, this is seeing the blackhead in the magnified mirror. Right. We are sponsored people. Third love, third love, third love. I love third love. But you know what? Don't take it from me. Uh, my girlfriend, Jess, I gave her my third love uh, promo and all that. What do you love about third love? They fit my boobs. Okay, that's going to be their new commercial. Just some girl off in the distance going, they fit my boobs. That's the new commercial for third love. Well, what you didn't fit. Did, were you in an uncomfortable bra situation? B and a half. That's right, boys. <laughs> Here's the thing. We would all walk around with way more confidence, thinking way better of ourselves if we were comfortable in our clothing. So right now, if you're in a bra that itches, doesn't feel right, all you need to do is go on the Third Love site and do their Fit Finder quiz. Did you know that breast shape matters when finding a good fit? I didn't. Just didn't either. Third Love helps you identify your breast size and, more importantly, the shape so you can get a style that fits your body. All you have to do is answer a few questions. takes less than a minute, and they will give you your perfect fit no matter. No more awkward fitting room experiences. So I'll say this right now. I've said this before. I wish this existed for a T-shirt. Like, I want to go through a T-shirt finder quiz like you can a bra quiz because here's the thing. We all think that we're just set up for a lifetime of small, medium, large. Third Love figured it out that we didn't have to live that way. And because of all the data they compiled from the Fit Finder quiz, over 15 million women have taken it. That's a lot of boob data. More than I've got. That's right. Third Love offers more size than other brands. Just in case your Third Love bra isn't the best you've had, don't worry. They offer 100% fit guarantee. Every customer is 60, what, six, zero days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test, and if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. So even if you don't like it, you can send it back and someone gets helped out. That's great. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering my listeners 15, 15, 1, 5, 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash JTrain now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15, 15 off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash JTrain for 15% off today. JTrain podcast at gmail.com, JTrain podcast at gmail.com here with Piff the Magic Dragon. At Piff the Magic Dragon. Go follow. Go follow right now. He's fantastic. Dumped and quarantined. Hey, Jared, thanks for the entertainment these past few weeks. Right before the quarantine began, my long-distance boyfriend FaceTimed me and broke up with me out of nowhere. Just three days after, he asked me to meet his parents. According to him, he didn't feel a deep connection, and he thinks we are too different. He was graduating grad school in a month, and when, we got, when he got home... We were going to be together in the same city, but he thinks we do not have enough in common to date any longer. One example was me not liking big dogs, okay, as we could not want to do the same activities on weekends. He does, however, want to be friends and talk things out when he gets home, but is adamant he does not see a future for us. Things were more or less perfect before this, so it kind of feels like an excuse. We never had an issue finding things to do before the connection was there. I feel blindsided. It is now almost three weeks of the break, uh, uh, of our breakup, and I reached out once to check in, and he made it clear he still doesn't want anything to do with me. I'm hurt, confused, and thought that with so much time on his hands, he would change his mind, finding it difficult to move on when there's nothing to do right now. Piff, do you have any suggestions for how to move on or... I, I need a breakdown of that. I need to go through the time frame of this. What so the, they, what, what was three, the parents three days? Well, they broke up. Women do this a lot is they'll give you more information to make you more on their side. Right. So like she did the thing where she said they broke up three weeks ago is basically the email. And she's was that now, before or after they met the parents. He said he was going to he said three days after he asked me to meet his parents. He ended it. So he said, you should meet my parents. Three days later, he's like, we should break up. And then it's been three weeks, and now she's in quarantine, and she's feeling bad. What would your advice to her be? I mean, big dogs are difficult to manage. Yeah, yeah listen, she, she dodged a bullet there. 
She could yeah, have been with I, these big dogs and huge is, shits to clean this up. Is a, this is a cat. This is it's 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 almost a paperweight. You just put yeah. it down and it stays there. Easy Look, breezy. He's still there. He's yeah. still there. Look, you just put him down. Like I, you come back to me in an hour's time, he'll still be there. Yeah, it's like a big dog would have torn apart this room. No, I think she dodged a bullet. Big big dogs is a deal breaker. Yeah, I I gotta say to her, here's the thing. As Maya Angelou once said, believe them. When they say something, believe them. That's the isn't that the Maya Angelou quote? Yeah, my it's like one. Maya Angelou would have told you, and I'm the Maya Angelou of podcasting. That's what people always say. Right? Do they? So, so the quote is, um, let me get to Google. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my favorite quote while you look for that one. Please. My favorite quote is, "Being them is punishment enough." Whenever <laughs> anyone's a dick, you like being them, and so you know what? They have to deal with big dogs, and that's punishment enough. When people show you who they are, believe them. And I'm gonna change the my Angelou quote for for myself for the J train. You're gonna improve quote. it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me improve it because you know she she we write to edit. Okay. Yeah. It is when someone tells you they don't want to see a future with you, believe them. Right. That is a very difficult thing to say. The answers are usually in the emails. And I can tell you right now, Piff, the answer is in this email. She says everything was perfect before. No, no, no. Now, now, brown cow. It wasn't perfect before. You two were long distance. He saw the distance ending and he said, I don't want to spend more time being responsible for this person. So I'm going to get out before I get home and I have less excuses. You do it. You end relationships when you have the most excuses to throw at the person so that they'll shut the fuck up. So when he said when they were when they were he he ended it, he had been thinking about it for a long time. And he goes, oh, shit. I'm going to move home soon. Now I don't have the excuse that we haven't been together, that we've, we're too far apart, that we, that we, you know, all the excuses he had built in for not to talk to you are not going to be there anymore. So now he's going to have a real relationship with you, and it's not perfect. Do you see what I'm talking about here? Yeah, he's, he's not into it. He's not wasn't into that, it. Wasn't, that, wasn't that, that a book? He's just not that he's into not, you? Well, that is oh. a, a, a fair a book to read right now. But I, I think for her, the biggest thing is, I think it's hard right now to get over this because you're, you're. He's saying let's be friends. That is also it's hard a to lot. get over anything right now. Totally, yeah, you you're right. Indoors, all you have to do now is think about this thing. Yeah, so. I would encourage this person. Here's here's my first piece of advice: unfollow on social media, and you need to text this guy. Hey, I appreciate that you want to be friends. I need time away from you before that can happen. And if you don't take the time, then you're going to buy into this. Well, because what happens is when you become friends right away, it's like, well, we now we're just friends and we don't fuck. Well, why don't we just fuck? And it's like, no, 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 no. He didn't see a future with you. He will fuck, but he'll go, don't see a future with you before I put my dick in you. Let me let you know. Like, it's, uh, you, you're going to go down a bad path. Unless you have distance, you cannot have the relationship end. And I would take right now, what I would do if I'm her, once a day, FaceTime with someone new. Someone you text with every day, have a FaceTime with someone new. Yeah, I didn't think that. That friends thing, and that doesn't work for the English. No. Would it, no? No. Do people God, do that? Just... Do English people do the friends thing after the breakup? Not effectively. Not, I mean, no one does. That's humans. Nobody, nobody does. Nobody does. No, nobody does it. No. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Are you ready? How to not overreact. In early February, I reconnected with a guy I had dated for seven months. After a half a year of no contact because we broke up due to distance, now he moved to live in the same city as me. See, this is the opposite situation. What's the difference, by the way, between seven months and half a year? It's like they 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 were to get they dated for seven months, broke up for half a year. But why is she so casual about half a year? Why is it not six months? (laughs) If she's that off, 
So it is weird that the languaging changed very. It, one became more serious than the other. Yeah. So so <laughs> so they dated for seven months, and then they don't talk to each other for half a year, and now he's in the same city, and they started dating again, but differed on where to pick up. I was ready to go back to how it was when we ended. He wanted to move more slowly. Of course, he wanted to fuck with no consequences because he was in a new city. He's in a new city. When you get to a new city, when you, when you get to a, a new place, you got to get food so that you can live. And your food, you were the, the grab-and-go 7-Eleven. And he saw you and he was like, oh, shit, I got to come in this new city. Where do I go? Oh, remember that girl I dated for seven months? That's what he's doing. Now, because of Corona, he flew back home and I'm stuck here, finding myself entirely underwhelmed by his behavior. Yeah, of course. You're not dating. He came back to you so he could come. He hasn't been making the kind of effort I'd expect as in communication. And I decided I'm over this for now. I probably should be over this forever. But this whole pandemic is making me feel more emotional. So I'm trying not to do anything drastic. My issue is I don't know what to do when he messages me. I don't want to send a breakup text. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel after this is over. I don't want to start a fight or even force him into some sort of apology. I basically just don't want to make a decision at all because of how uncertain everything is. How do you think I should handle this? Thanks so much for what you're doing. Do you have any thoughts? Oh my God. Yeah. Why? Like this guy's not, he's not, uh, he's, he's not going to make it, you know, yeah, even if he gets a, through the Corona, no, it's not going to become your boyfriend. That's not happening. No, it's not happening. And I understand that <coughs> I, I, I disagree with her perspective that, well, the world's changing, so I should just do nothing. No, no, no. That's wow. not how it's going to work. This is when now is the time to start making definitive moves. Yes. I have, right? You either run towards the apocalypse or away from it. And running away, there ain't nothing going on over there. No. You got to run into the pain. Because right now, listen... You think I want to be doing daily podcasts every day, screaming into a mic, you know, figuring out me. You know, this is the pivot we all had to make. It was either right. go in. OK, you can't do live shows. Piff, I'm sure you had a, cert, a, a a similar conversation with yourself. I built a TV studio. You did? Yeah, I built a whole TV studio in the garage in the last week. So what are you doing? Like, uh, what are you going to do out of there? Piff TV starts today. Really? Yeah. Why are we talking TV about this? Well, I don't, you didn't bring it up. You know. Well, I asked you what we're going to talk about before this show. We're going to talk about Piff TV. Let's talk what are you planning on? Are you, yeah. you going to do Me, magic? On, TV. You, where can you they get? How, come on Piff TV. I want to. How do they? How Wait. do they? Am I on right now? Is this Piff no, TV? No, not yet. Not oh, yet. Okay. This is my office. <laughs> but uh, Piff, I, what are you going to do on Piff TV? Uh, well, I get carried away with shit. Okay. So, over the last couple of years, I've been like buying all these. We, we shot a special ourselves, right? Mm. And at one, one, one point in it, I was like, wait a minute. This is like one camera and two light panels and some fancy lenses. So I yeah. just bought all of that. And then we tour all the time. So we have to like buy all our sound equipment. And we play Vegas all the time. So we have to buy cameras and buy all this shit. And it's all like crazy top spec. And I was like at home a week and a half ago going, wait a minute. This is a TV studio. So I have everything. I, yeah, so I uh, I have everything. So I literally like soundproof the whole thing, put some grass in there, big red curtains, bang, TV studio. See, so now I've got a three camera setup. You can do like live. It's got you know you know when you go to Morning Press, which we do all the time. Yeah. Right. And they have that uh, that whole like mixing software shit that they can do like live transitions and fancy like effects. Like sure. green screen live. One of my friends had one of them. So he lent that to me. So I got that now. So I can Dude, do like live green screen. But this is a lesson for life. Like to this person, like I love that so much. Where where are you going to do it on Instagram or on Facebook live, YouTube live, Instagram? So listen, everyone go follow Piff and all those places. But this is what we're talking about. We are talking about you looked in the mirror. You go, OK, I got time. What am I going to do? Thought. Here's what I thought. If this gets bad enough, 
then I'm running into the center of the apocalypse. I'm catching coronavirus. I want to be dead in a week. Now, <laughs> that's if society no longer needs dragons. Sure. However, if society will survive and there's a place for me in the future, I need to be prepared for that. And the way I do that is by building a TV studio. So next week, it may be running into the center of the apocalypse. But right now, it's build a TV studio. I love that so much because you're faced with the decision of, you know, waiting it out or making a decision and making a decision feels good. I'm sure you feel energized by this. I feel energized oh, yeah. by like doing daily podcasts, coming up with new ideas and new segments. Like this has been like a, a blast for me. It, it the, the nudge that I needed was okay. People are at home with their eyes on the computer with no sports on TV. Let's figure it out. So for her, where she's sitting here, I'm underwhelmed by his by his behavior. Oh. I don't know. And then she writes, I don't know what to do. I don't want to send a breakup text. I'm not sure I'm going to feel after this text. Or I don't want to start a fight. I don't want to force him into apology. Basically, I just don't want to make a decision at all right now because of everything being uncertain. But here's well, the thing. You're never, ever standing still. That's always the myth. You always feel like you're standing still. If I do nothing, everything stays the same. No, you're always sliding down into the pit. And yeah. you've always got to, like, crawl your way up like a... Well, you better start. Well, you know when it's harder to crawl when you're already falling down the pit. Let's crawl before oh, yeah. that even happens. So to her, here's what you need to do. You need to let this guy know. Write to him what you wrote to me. I need to. You need to write. Um. He. I don't know what. He, uh. Right. He hasn't been making the effort I'd expect. That's all you have to write. You haven't made the effort I'd expect in someone that I was seeing. I need you to know that I'm disappointed by this. And that's all you have to write to him. And, he, and he'll go, well, what do you want? And you go, ah, if you're going to disagree with me here, then you're not ready for an adult relationship. And oh. it's going to be hard. But that's, you got you to gotta build the TV studio. You got to do what Piff's doing. Yeah. Also, you've really got to decide whether you're going to be specific with your dates or whether you're going to just like summarize things in general half year or quarter year periods. You <laughs> yeah, can't go around to about seven months and a half a year. That, that, you got to make a decision. We are sponsored people. Brooklinen. We love Brooklinen. 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 Listen, people, I have just recently moved and I am so excited because part of that move was getting new Brooklinen sheets. Um, I think now's the time right now if you're working from home or if you're doing stuff from your living room, it's time for a little refresh. It's time. You're around these sheets all day and it's time to treat yourself with new, beautiful, comfortable, hotel quality sheets. And making small changes every day can lead to big changes overall. A nice towel can turn your bathroom into a spa, loungewear can turn hanging out into a luxury. With Brooklinen, they've moved beyond the bedroom to offer essentials for your bathroom like towels, shower curtains, and bath mats. I have purchased all of these things. You don't understand. It feels so good to have this stuff be just a little fluffier, a little nicer. It, it, it changes your whole perception of the world and going to the bathroom just feels like a nice little trip. And Brooklyn was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company, meaning they work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen with just a great product with and great service. So these are all luxury products without luxury markup. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to make small changes that make a big difference. Brooklyn is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewears, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Go on, make yourself comfortable. Get 10%, that's 10%, 1-0, 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code JTRAIN, 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 only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code JTRAIN. And hey, New Yorkers, if you're listening, you can get the internet's favorite sheets and more in real life. Visit Brooklinen's first store in Brooklyn at 127 Kent Ave in Williamsburg. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're here with Piff the Magic Dragon. Go follow. He's got Piff TV coming at Piff the Magic Dragon on Instagram. Hi, Jared. First of all, you're the best thing that's happened to me during the quarantine. I look forward to your podcast every day and keep comment, recommending it to friends who are stuck at home. I joined Bumble a few weeks ago. How did you meet your, uh, your girlfriend? You know Lance Burton? Lance Burton? Yeah. 
Who's that? He makes uh, pigeons appear. Yeah, I do. That. Yeah, the the magician. Out of cigarette, and he had, out of cigarette smoke, and he had a residency here for ten years. He rang me up and said, "Can you do a gig for me?" And I was the um, I was the male comic, and she was the female comic, and um, and uh, I gave her a donut in the um, you know when you have to go on stage at the end and like they don't do this at comedy at comedy shows, but like in variety shows you want to have to come back out. You can't just leave. You want yeah. to come back out at the end hold each other's hands and bow. So I put a donut in her face and um, invited her for dinner. And then I was relentless. And then I, uh, I did that sort of like uh, secret moving thing about three months later when I was like, her house is much nicer than my house. She had a bath, a bathtub in her living room. Really? So, and it overlooked the strip. Yeah, it was like, it's like, it was a, not a studio. It was like a one bedroom apartment. So, but it, and it had these like sliding doors. So the whole thing was like basically open plan. There was a bathtub and you just got out of the bathtub and you went straight to bed. And I was like, wow, clearly I'm going to move in here. Yeah, this I mean, is I, how I want to live. Yeah, I'm living in a fucking garage at the moment. Yeah. So I secretly moved in and uh, that was five years ago. Never looked back. I wow. gave up drinking. I gave up drinking um, in 2009. And... I always thought, oh, I love drinking. And then I gave it up and I got so much done and I got so much more. Uh, I got better at everything. And I, and I never really missed it. Yeah. And with, with Jade, as soon as we were like, okay, let's do this. I was like, oh, great. Now I'm done. That's fine. I'm happy now. Yeah. And I never missed all of, all of these people's emails is the chaos. It's chaos. How would we get anything done? I couldn't it's a, build a it's TV a lot studio of, it's a, if I was worried about some girl in some other state who would, you know. They she call like, it head trash. That's what it is. It's a lot of head trash that's clogging up the the, yeah. the brain. Yeah. I yeah. Joined five Bumble years I've been, five years my trash has been empty and I love it. Joined Bumble a few weeks ago and have been talking to one guy in particular. Wait a second. My, one, my favorite thing that you... Uh, that you did yeah. was your Bumble things. Yeah, that's, I used Please to... publish them. Please. <laughs> Every time I beg You're you, right. publish them. Make You're a right. book. It's, a, it's a definitely a great bathroom book. I'll fund it. I will fund I... it, Jared. <laughs> okay. okay? You Thank you. Have... I always oh. appreciate it. I always appreciate that you like them so much. I don't want any ownership here. I just want to fund it. <laughs> I'll do a short run, you know, not like, sure. I'm not doing like, I'll, you know, I'll pay you copies. back. I, you know, I'll get you back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I don't want, all I want is maybe like 10 copies. That's a good deal, you. right? Good I'll find deal. it. 10 copies to me done. No Love ownership, it. no ranks. <laughs> do the deal. I'll do it direct. You don't have to involve my manager, my lawyer, is, my agent. No, I, I love it. I love this. You're right. And you're right. I need to get on that. You're the you're Bible thing. I built a studio. The least you can do is, is the least a book. You're right. Is, is do the book. Just send me the send me the proof. I'll get it published for you. It'll arrive on your doorstep. It'll be done. Okay, it's coming. Done. Deal. All right, back to you. Talking thing. to one back guy, to particular, all day, every day, FaceTiming, Snapchatting, etc. We have not added each other on Facebook or Instagram yet. Obviously, we can't go on a date right now, but have been talking about it, and he seems into me. I noticed though a few times of his, uh, a few of his pictures. He seems to be close. Uh, friends with two guys I have previously slept with about four years ago. One of them was a one or one time thing who I met a bar at a bar. The other one I went on two dates with and slept with and then found out he lived. He had a live in girlfriend. So I ended it. I don't have those guys on social media. So he probably doesn't know unless they tell him. Should I tell him we're just messaging uh, while we're just messaging? Should I wait to tell him in person or not tell him at all? I know for sure he will find out if his friends see my picture. Second, do you think he will care seeing as both cases were meaningless and so long ago? If it matters, we're both 29. What do you think, Piff? I think she needs to move to a bigger town. That's insane. <laughs> That's great. Isn't that insane? Both guys. That's crazy. Well, that on Bumble, I would understand it. It was like I met through Facebook. Sure. That, that's really, that's quite a small social circle. It's that's small. Like, it, it how is. many people are in that village? I, how many people have internet? It's me and the other four people with computers. 
And, and I'm willing to bet everyone has Corona by now. Oh like, yeah. And a, and, right. In a population that's small. Yeah. Uh, what, do, what do you think? She, should she tell him or not? Well, okay. Let's imagine the unlikely scenario that this is somehow uh, just a happenstance and a by chance. Wait, the two people that she slept with, did those two people know each other? Um, I would assume if they're all in the same picture. She says oh, I no. he seems to be yes, close friends heard. with... Wait, did she meet those people through the other... I don't understand that. She that slept sounds with two, like... two guys that she saw on his... I noticed through a few of his pictures, he seems to be close friends with two guys I've slept with about four years ago. And how did she meet those two guys? She said one of them I met at a bar and the other one on, went on two dates and slept with him and then found out he had a live-in girlfriend, so I ended it. I Here's... Here's the real issue is that when he finds out that and, and this isn't this isn't fair, but when he finds out that both guys were casual sleeping partners, he's going to want that as well. Guy, a lot of guys. And I know with Piff's situation, he met, met you met your girlfriend, then you move right in. That doesn't oh, happen yeah. a lot. Like that does, a it lot happened of, for me for eight, like 15 years, you know? Yeah. So for 15 years, happened. you were meeting girls with the purpose of casually hanging out right. without having to be responsible for that. Right. So but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I think has actually happened. Okay. I think this guy has been hanging out with his two friends and somehow he's seen a picture of this girl and then he's bumble stalked her. <laughs> you, think, you think it's more it's and it's it more aimed I than I can't he's... believe yeah. this scenario. I just can't believe it. It's a t it, she said four years ago, so I guess if they're in the same city, I I if I'm him, I think this is a after a couple dates thing to know. But yeah, you don't this have is to not right now. Not right now, but you also don't have to say Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> sucked his dick. You can be a little bit more like reserved. You'd be like, I actually know a couple of your friends. I All you have to say is I actually went on a date with two of your friends. It's kind of crazy what a small world this is. And Here's he can do, do the math Here's from what you there. Do. You say, give me a printout of all your friends and a checkbox next to them, and I'll get back to you in a couple of days. And, and there's a, No, you have to have a, a list of all your friends with fucked, sucked, or, and then, or just made out. And you just check right. next to them what you've done with all of them. But I think, yeah, right. I think when you say you've gone on dates with guys, and I, I know you want to say, like, well, one of them I met in a bar. That's fine. I went on a date with two guys I've seen in your profile. It's kind of crazy. And yeah, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. You don't have to give more than that. I don't think giving him the I think guys are like kittens where if like you play you put the ball up in front of the face, they're going to like they're going to hit at it. So if you oh, say yeah. like, "Oh, I was casual with those two, he's going to go, "Ooh, casual. Holy shit." You don't want to get him distracted like that because it sounds like you're actually liking him. So your step one is getting a date because also I would beware birds of a feather flock together. So dude, you fucked who live with his girlfriend who hangs out with another dude. That guy, like he, I don't, he's, I don't think he's a saint, but I don't think he lives with his girlfriend. So it's not, it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. That's a good one as well. J train yeah. podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Piff the Magic Dragon at you like my Corona beard I'm growing the I, beard I'm growing mine out too yeah like I've never been able beard. to do this before let's do you know what the other let's day have... I was in Chicago and I hadn't shaved for like a week and I was yeah. going on uh I was, I was going on the man cow show and I was going on on, on WGN yeah. and I was like I don't really have anything to talk about so I shaved and I left a mustache like a yeah. big mustache. And I was like, I'll go on. I'll talk about how you get bearded dragons, but I'm a mustache dragon. <laughs> so, and it looked ridiculous. It looked really horrific. See, I can't, my mustache grows in thicker than my beard. Really? So, Mine's thinner, I think. I don't know. Anyway, no, and it also goes red. It goes like ginger as well. The more so it grows. My problem so I go, is, oh, go ahead. No, go on. 
I just say my problem is people come up to me and they go, oh, love the mustache. And I'm like, no, 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 it's a full beard. Like I have to like correct them. Yeah, I've got nothing here. This is, is it, isn't it supposed to fill out or something? It's I've got to fill that, out. That jargon. But you're supposed to tend to it. I like when it looks wild. Like I want to yeah, look like, more lion-like. Yeah, right. I'd Let's like, do yeah, one I'd more. Like, like, I definitely want to get some food in there. But let's um, do one. So I go on. Oh, please go. I go on this morning press, and I totally forget to mention the mustache. <laughs> so it's just you and with a mustache. It's just me with a mustache on live TV, <laughs> and, and that's, everyone's like, and to them, that's how you are. That's your look. Yeah, I think this looks good to them. That's exactly yeah. it. I think this is a great look: a dragon suit and a mustache. Or they think it looks like shit, but they're just like that. Ah, that's the look he's going for. Yeah, they're like, I guess he knows his audience, and his audience must love dragon suits and terrible mustaches. That's right. Let's do one more email, Piff. I really appreciate you coming on. So great of you. All of you go follow Piff at Piff the Magic Dragon. Quarantine dry up. Hey, Jared, Freed by Noon is getting me through this bizarre time of life, so thank you for that. The apps have been fire lately, and I've been talking to a guy for about a week now. Well, let me just tell people. The apps are going to be great right now because everyone is giving attention to them. You know what else is great? Instagram. I'm getting twice as much likes as I would have gotten. Everyone's eyes are on the things we used to passively watch. The apps have been fire lately, and I've been talking to a guy for about a week now. We both agree that we'd like to meet up, but the governor of Pennsylvania just put a stay-at-home law into effect, meaning only going out for essential reasons, and because none of us are doing anything other than working from home and then picking up our binge-watch-it-from-the-weekend-or-night-before, our conversation is literally running dry. We've seemed to cover all of the basics about ourselves, so now we are at the point where we exchange about two or three texts about the latest corona news, and the convo dies. He doesn't have an iPhone. Lame. So FaceTime date is out. Any ideas for spicing it up and keeping it rolling until we are released from quarantine? What do you think? I think this this Zoom meeting, why don't you do Zoom? Yeah, Zoom's pretty good. Zoom with a glass of wine? Why not? Whereby is a good one. What's that? Whereby. What's that? It's just like it's like this, but you go to whereby.com slash piff and you that's how we have all our business meetings. I probably shouldn't say that. But if you want if you want to come and watch our business meetings, yeah. whereby.com slash piff. But like a Zoom meeting, a Skype call, just because he doesn't have an eye. If he's yeah, Skype's blamed, a good one. Here's the thing. If he's blaming the that his lack of iPhone, this ain't going as well as you think it's going. If he's yeah, saying, right. oh, I got, I got this, I got this Android. I can't possibly. I'm living in yeah. another world. He's, he's like, lying. I'd love to show you my face, but I've got an Android, and, yeah. and that's, it's just a slate and a chalk. Yeah, that's, that's how I text. <laughs> that's yeah. like, and it's like that's a classic dude thing where it's like, yeah, this is going well. This guy is going well with a bunch of girls right now. Right. This guy is texting with a, a bunch of people. Spinning. Yeah, I because this, I saw this guy. He did this thing where he had a plate and he like like rubbed it like this and it, yeah. it was on the table and then it just started spinning on the edge. It was amazing. That's this well, guy. That's this guy. Yeah. And he's got a plate over there. He's got a plate over here. He's got one on his elbow. And here's the thing. This is all happening because of the quarantine. We have more time. We have energy for the things we put right. on the side. We have, All these dating conversations, you're going to find out when we get out of quarantine, we're going to get out of here, and a lot of people are going to go, then he just stopped texting. Yeah, because he had to decide who he's going to concentrate on because there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many dates you can go into in a week. There's, right now, texting offers this fake imaginary world where we can date 30 people at once right now we're under control conditions so in this show you know this guy he had templates it's difficult enough getting templates he had the right table and all he had to do was get them spinning he didn't have to worry about doing his laundry or anything or going to work <laughs> yeah you know we're going to the gym or eating right or or even nothing if, even a whole nother plate te- he only he also knew the exact number of plates ten. that were going to be there. Ten. Ten. And let me it, tell you, anything changing, even keeping ten going, that was difficult. Yeah, and an old plate wasn't going to walk through the door and go, hey, 
Where the fuck have you been? You fucked me that one time, and you know, like that's not gonna happen. No, no. The, all those old plates were being kept back by yeah. the by the lady guarding the plate. He had a lady giving him plates. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Piff, thank you for coming on. This was fantastic. Thanks for having me. I'm gonna invite at, you on Piff TV. I would love to go on. Everyone should go follow at Piff the Magic Dragon. Go follow. Get involved with Piff TV. Uh, this was such a pleasure. I'd love to have you back anytime. And when you're in New York, when we start traveling around, let's do it again. Yes, I'm coming to New York in September. Let's make it happen. Would love All to right. have you back.